Charles is joining us this afternoon. Thanks for giving us part of yours, Charles. Good to have you back. Let's talk Apple first and foremost, lower on the news that they're going to have to loosen restrictions on software developers who build programs for their mobile devices. Yeah, you know, the ruling was actually largely in favor for Apple. It basically came to the, uh, the judge saying count 10 is where um, they find Apple liable or at fault. So Apple obviously had tumbled pretty hard, came into a great demand zone. It's actually holding the lows for now. Obviously, this market is pulling back, so we'll see possibly that test of the lows. But for me, you know, historically, when Apple makes these larger than normal drops, uh, we usually see the stock rebound very quickly because retail investors start jumping in. They, that originally it may have missed out on the move for Apple, and they're like, well, we're not going to miss out on this time. So, you know, I actually like Apple all the way down to 144. They're just floating above their 50-day moving average right now. And with the upcoming event coming on um, uh, the 14th, you know, the the interesting aspect is the news that's going to come out, not so much for the iPhone. I'm not expecting too much for the iPhone. Okay. I don't think, you know, from the 12 to 13 is going to be much of a transition. It's really going to be towards the wearables and services. Tends to be, it seems like, more and more so every time around. Um, and I can see what you're talking about in terms of the 144 level kind of coincides with the lower extremes that we saw back in uh, the beginning to middle of July. We hold, held around that level. And then uh, also back in August, we retested that lower level. Sharp move uh, to the downside here. And I also hear what you're saying in terms of, uh, well, this potentially being a buying opportunity because, I mean, there's going to be appeals on this one as well, I'd imagine. Yeah, you know, Apple did come out and say they're not sure they're going to appeal yet. Okay. You know, I guess it just depends on what the overall uh, uh, legal team says. You know, it, I think it ended up that Apple got um, Epic to pay them $3.5 million or something like that as well in the judgment. So it's not like Apple truly lost out. But because of the news, it could open up the venue of, you know, the improprieties of what they're doing with their app store. And in turn, we saw a lot of stocks just really start screaming to the upside. Mm. And a lot of the video game makers started jumping up. RBLX, Robolex went on a huge run. A uh, company that's not really talked about, it's a great momentum name, App, um, App Loving. That was screaming to the upside. That was about a six point move in about 15 minutes. So uh, we're seeing some really responsive reactions in stocks that are starting to temper out a bit. And that's really what we're seeing in Apple as well. So, you know, even with this new surrounding Apple, you know, there's other things to like in regards to where Apple could really offset, you know, maybe some of the issues they have with their iPhone store. And a lot of that really ties to wearables and services for me. I, I like that, Charles, in terms of the other side of the coin, as far as some companies that are benefiting from the news or stand to benefit, I should say. And so some optimism tied to now still some dust to settle from this one. Just I want to point out some comments from the judge. He said, uh, that the court does not find that Apple is an antitrust monopolist in the sub-market for mobile gaming transactions. Went on to say, however, it does find that Apple's conduct in enforcing anti-steering restrictions is anti-competitive. So uh, something to keep an eye on here as the dust settles again. We'll watch uh, this into next week. How about uh, Zscale or ticker symbol ZS on earnings uh, taking a hit as well? We're talking down in the day, uh, about 3% here, just under that right now, two, three quarters percent. Initially higher after the quarter results, but lower into this late day trade. EPS at 14 cents a share, revenue 197.1 million. Uh, Charles, what are you watching uh, in terms of ZS? Yeah, ZS and CrowdStrike, very similar in terms of follow through after earnings. 
you know, it's it, it's kind of one of those, uh, these the stocks got ahead of themselves prior mm -hmm. to earnings, and it was more of the priced in event, right? The news was priced in. Uh, Zscaler's numbers were great, and their guidance was really strong. Analysts love them. They got a slew of price target bumps today and uh, reiteration of buy ratings. You know, there's some very favorable comments, you know, slightly weak on the day as well. But, you know, again, I think a lot of that is a is a byproduct of uh, the stock making a big move starting from uh, Palo Alto's uh, earnings report where CrowdStrike had moved ahead and CrowdStrike's movement similar after earnings as well. So I just think this is a slight risk off event. I think this is gonna be a great buying opportunity if it does move a little bit lower. And again, you know, their, their reiteration, not reiteration, but their guidance set forth much better than expected, you know, much way, way above uh, analyst uh, estimates and so, you know, they're saying the growth story is still in play. We're not over yet. And we actually surprised Wall Street in terms of their numbers. And that's why this event, you know, just being a risk off event is going to turn into, in my opinion, a great buying opportunity. Uh, ideally, if it does pull back to around that 255 range and they hold that kind of gap bar up, you know, that's going to be possibly a floor level. Otherwise, I would look for that gap to be filled and then that reversal from there. That gap bar up, you just mentioned, the 24th of August. I'm looking at it here right now. And then they ran up eight days in a row, it looks like, positive up to 293.44 before coming off. If lower today, four days in a row. So I can see what you're talking about in terms of pricing some of that in. Real quick, I saw some news related to UPS, and they were up around two and a quarter percent after announcing uh, they're going to buy the delivery platform Roadie for an undisclosed sum. What do you see there? Yeah, so you know, it, it, UPS here has held that 188 to like 190-ish range here over the last month and a half. You know, every day, every time they kind of pull back towards this range, we've seen buyers come in. And, you know, this is really big in terms of news because this makes them a little bit more competitive with, you know, obviously their biggest competitor, which is Amazon. Amazon offering same-day delivery. You know, even Walmart has taken that step. You know, UPS, everybody was wondering if they were going to make that move, if FedEx is going to make that move. And, you know, this kind of just allows UPS to transition to that a little bit quicker. So, you know, while they have to pay a little bit now, they're gonna make a lot more later. And truth be told, you know, it may hurt their margins slightly in the near term, but you know, their margin aspect is gonna grow because their business is gonna grow. And frankly, I actually like UPS over FedEx at this moment right now. And I think this is gonna be possibly a catalyst to launch UPS here in the near term, you know, to at least knock on the door of 200 and if it can get above, we could see a potential breakout here.